You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, and welcome into NFL Key Predictions. I'm Jordan Black. We are now entering the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and suddenly there are four teams that are just one win away from a conference title game. Each conference has a surprising team in the hunt, and the Any Given Sunday mantra is alive and well in the NFL. We kick things off with the number four Jacksonville Jaguars, who will travel to number one Kansas City, where the Chiefs will be laying nine points at home. Trevor Lawrence gave Jaguars fans a season of emotions all in four roller coaster quarters last weekend. An improbable comeback has Jacksonville smelling upset special on Saturday afternoon. Meanwhile, for Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City, it has simply been the ho-hum journey to another number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Mahomes led the league in yards, touchdowns, and total QBR and should look to connect with his favorite target, Travis Kelsey, throughout this contest. With the over-under set at 52.5, expect fireworks throughout this one. Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jags joins Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark from Locked on Chiefs to break down the divisional round kickoff. All right, so we got people that do predictions. Some of them pick the Jaguars to lose all the time because it has now become superstitious that if they choose them to lose, shout out to Maurice Jones-Drew, they're going to win. Some folks root and, and pick just for their fan base. I host the Jaguars podcast. It would make sense that I would pick the Jaguars to win. But I don't do any of that stuff, man, because I really don't try to curry favor from people. I just try to give people uh, straight with no chaser. So my prediction is what I actually think is going to happen. And I think the Jaguars are going to get on a plane when they leave Kansas City with their belly full of barbecue and a victory in Arrowhead. I just believe that there's something about this team that I can't shake. Uh, conventional wisdom says that I need to be drug tested for saying this, but we saw it last year with Cincinnati and we've seen teams like this. Every Jaguar team that has had the DNA and the char characteristics that this one has going back to 1997, 1999, and then in 2017 went on the road and won multiple games that they weren't supposed to. And I think they're going to do it again this time. There you go, Tony. I did not. That did not surprise me at all. I knew you're going to go that direction. Uh, what I will say is I disagree with you. I think Kansas City is going to win this game. Uh, and it's not really because I am the Locked on Chiefs podcast host. It's more of just I feel like they're in a better, better position to win this game. They've been there before. Uh, they've hosted four straight AFC Championship games. Uh, they played in five straight. They are in a position where most of their roster knows what this is going to be about. They're going to be ready for this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I believe they're going to be healthy for this game. So, uh, you know, I, I really like what the Jaguars did. I love that they were able to beat the Chargers last week. I actually picked the Chargers to win. So uh, just a full disclosure on that one. Um, but I, I will say I think Kansas City finds a way to win this game. And, and it could be closer than last time. Uh, I think you're right. I think Kansas City might have scored late and, and got up a little bit more, but I do believe that they were uh, they pretty much had the game in hand most of the, most of the day. I will also agree with you. The Jaguars didn't capitalize on mistakes that Kansas City had. That's going to be one of the biggest keys for Kansas City in this game and going forward in the playoffs is they cannot continue to shoot themselves in the foot. 
If they turn the ball over, that's going to be a problem. If they allow pressure on Mahomes early in the count, or sorry, early in the snap, that's going to be a problem. The biggest problem that they can have is if you start getting penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty, offense or defense, it's really going to hurt this team. Uh, big question is, could snow be available or could snow be on the ground in this game on Saturday? That could play a part into it as well. Uh, lots to look into, and I think this is going to be a fun one. I do too. So just to uh, make sure that we wrap all of this up and and take a look at everything we discussed here. We're talking about the biggest stories, Andy Reid and his student, Doug Peterson, uh, the officials, how they're going to call the game is going to be a big deal. Uh, the defensive line of the Chiefs, can they disrupt Trevor Lawrence? What are the refs going to do when these guys start getting uh, close to the quarterbacks? And can Travis Etienne, Doug Peterson, can they be patient and stick uh, with the run and make sure that they keep Chris Jones and Karlaftis and all of those guys honest uh, on the defensive line and basically try to shorten the game so that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get a ton of opportunities. It's been fun, man, as always here on Thursday, on the Thursday crossover sponsored by Prize Picks. And uh, let's just say we play around and joke around about who we think is going to win and smack talk and all of that, but – the bottom line is, is we're one of eight. We're the grateful eight that are still alive. And I know, uh, make sure that these guys travel well. And I know y'all going to treat our fans. We got some fans coming up there treating with the best hospitality, as you guys always do. Yeah, and I, know, I know Chiefs fans will. Uh, I do think that it's going to be a raucous crowd. And I think they're going to be very excited for this game. You know, and I really always enjoy these crossover episodes enjoy uh, talking about this stuff with you and, and you know, getting into the, the nitty gritty. And one point you made at the very end that I want to make sure everybody heard, because I completely agree with it. If they are able to run the ball and they're able to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, that is definitely going to help them, obviously. But it's also going to give them a chance to shorten the game. And if Kansas City doesn't get to 30 points, that could be a problem. With their defense has been playing well lately, but they have had issues throughout the season, so a lot of stuff to watch there. No doubt. The NFC East has three teams in the playoff race, and Saturday night will showcase two of those teams as the number six seed New York Giants travel down to Philly to take on the Eagles. For Big Blue, all season long, this was a nice team that outperformed expectations. Well, all that changed when Daniel Jones arrived on Wild Card Weekend. The fourth-year signal caller looked like a franchise quarterback ready to lead the Giants on a deep playoff run and buck the seven-and-a-half-point line in this matchup. The Eagles spent much of the season cruising past teams on their way to a number one seed in the NFC. While they struggled with injuries down the stretch, there is some sense that the league is now underestimating what this team is capable of. The over-under is set at 48, and could that make a back-and-forth battle to a mid-20s finish. We'll see. Patricia Trania from Locked on Giants joins Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri from Locked on Eagles to preview this NFC East grudge match. You know, Patricia, it's it's exciting. The playoffs, especially with a, a game that you win, you get to the NFC title, that's always going to bring a level of excitement to these diehard fan bases, especially in the NFC East. But when you compare when you put two rivals in this story division together, I think it makes it even more intense. I know you're mulling whether you're going to go down to Philly for the game. If you do, it's going to be, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the atmosphere. 
Oh, absolutely. I've been to Philly before for Philly right. Giants. Um, and I and I I anticipate I will be there this weekend. I'm just waiting for confirmation on credentialing. But uh yeah, it, it's it's always something special. It's it's you know and it's it's an experience like none other. And I've been to several stadiums over the course of my career and Philly is just something special and you know it, it's gonna yeah. be rocking at the at well, the link. And I told Gino on the show yesterday or on Tuesday that, you know, for as storied as this rivalry is, it feels like the Eagles over the last decade, decade and a half have mostly had their intense division games against the Cowboys and Washington. It feels like the Eagles and Giants kind of almost taken turns being good and haven't really been contenders at the same time. So this kind of lines up where both are finally there and knocking on the door for a chance to get to the NFC title game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be fun uh, this weekend. You know, you're going to have uh, Dallas and, and Frisco fighting it out, Giants right. and Eagles fighting it out. I mean, gosh, what better time of year? And and just to have, like like you said, the best division in football represented, so heavily represented. It now, you know, obviously one of the three teams is going to probably be gone. Well, not probably will be gone after this weekend coming yeah. up, but. Uh, what a run it's been. There's a chance that it could be an NFC East NFC conference championship between the Giants and Cowboys or Eagles Cowboys. That'd be pretty insane for sure. All right, guys, let's get to predictions before we wrap up the show. Gino, we'll start with you. Eagles Giants Saturday night, my man. How you feeling about this matchup? You throw everything out that you had learned before. This game is a one game season. Both of these coaches well-respected coaches, young coaches, both Western New Yorkers. You got two Western New Yorkers here on the show. This is the battle of the best division in football in the last 20 years, maybe ever. Whoever comes out on top of this game, I believe, should get to the Super Bowl. I think has a very wow. good chance to do so. I think if the Giants maintain this momentum, they're going to be a hard team to beat. Brian Dable is somebody who I talked about two days ago on the show that he has Daniel Jones clicking just like he did with Josh Allen, but there's a wall on the other side and the Eagles, they haven't moved all year. And that kid Jalen hurts is the one conducting this train. I think it's going to be a, a hard fought game that comes down to the fourth quarter. We're all going to be sweating this game out. It's not going to be easy. The line is seven and a half. I think the giants yeah. cover that for sure. Throw that out the window. 27-24 Eagles. Jake Elliott wins out on a last-second field goal. Wow. Okay. Patricia, do you feel like it's going to be that close? I actually do. I do think the Giants are going to cover okay. the spread. Now, what's interesting about the Giants is for most of the season, they were averaging somewhere around the low 20s uh, per game. The last several games uh, – that I mentioned, you know, where they really took off and started playing their best football. They've been averaging 25.1 points per game. I think that's going to continue because they're, they're hot right now at the right time. Um, I do think this is going to be a one score game. I have the Eagles though, winning 33, 27. Cause I just, I, something always goes funky for the giants when they play at Lincoln financial field. Yeah. And it's interesting in, 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 a video I did for my channel, I said miracles do happen outside of the Meadowlands. But, you know, let's be realistic. The Eagles are loaded. They are a loaded team. And there are some matchups that I just that just make me a little, you know, uneasy. Yeah. So as much as I hate to to pick the Eagles, I I, I gotta go in my head here and and give them the nod. 
I will also say most of the time when a miracle happens between these two teams, it normally happens for the Eagles. So that's another yeah. thing. <laughs> but so the Giants, um, I, he won the Giants one. <laughs> right, right. So I'm feeling more confident. I still agree it's going to probably be a one-score game. I don't think this is going to be like, you know, the Eagles, Gino talked about earlier how the 2021 Eagles reminds him a lot of the 2022 Giants. When the Eagles in 2021 ran into a Super Bowl contender in the playoffs, the first round against Tampa Bay, it clearly looked like they weren't even close. It didn't look like they were. It, it looked like Alabama versus the Citadel almost, where it just was on another level. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think the Eagles are clearly a superior team. I think they outmatch the Giants at almost every position, but the Giants are very well coached. Their young quarterback is hot right now. They have pieces up front on both sides where it matters most. So I agree it's going to be a close game. I have 30 to 23. I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Eagles do cover and it's plus seven and a half, but I'm gonna say the Giants just squeak under there and it's um, you know, maybe a late score or something keeps it a little bit closer. But I think the Eagles are gonna handle their business and get to the NFC championship, but it's gonna be a really exciting game. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Close calls are sometimes the catalyst for big performances the following week. In the case of the Bengals and Bills, both teams are coming off close calls in the wild card round and they know they have a battle on their hands. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are two of the best in the game, with top flight wide receivers in Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs, respectively. These two quarterbacks and teams are destined to do battle for years to come and should put on a show Sunday afternoon. The Bulls are laying five at home in this one, but if you're looking at the over-under, 48 could fall by the wayside in a potential late-game shootout. James Rapian and Jake Lisko from Locked on Bengals join Joe Marino from Locked on Bills to preview this AFC matchup for us. And yeah, I, I guess there's a little snow in the forecast. Well, guess yeah. what? Snow is not going to hurt uh, e- either team. I they they both play in, in cold weather, and it might be a little colder up in Buffalo and a little snowier. I, I don't an- anticipate that impacting much. They're both going to throw it all over the field. I would take the over. I would hammer the over. <laughs> I, me, right? Because I, I normally mean, we got to do a score prediction, so I normally look at the over under, and that's kind of my score range, and I'm predicting these numbers and i'm like yeah i think this is gonna smash the over first of all never bet the under right like not that we're betting guys but just don't be that guy that bets the under you're that's never fun don't root against no. points but don't score don't score right that's no, no way to watch a football no game fun. especially if you don't have a dog punts. in the fight right yeah <laughs> punt, like, punt, punt. yeah like <laughs> honestly a 48 44 like slug like that would be crazy you oh know? man I don't know if we get that high, but uh, no, I'll no we don't. No, but but hey, that would be one of those historic games that right. everybody remembers. Right. So. All right, so they make us do predictions, so we will. Um, and and of course, we're doing this. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. Uh, we haven't had a practice. We haven't seen an injury report. There's a lot of variables throughout the course of the week. So obviously, stay tuned into Lockdown Bills and Lockdown Bengals for coverage the rest of the week, which could obviously impact our overall in, insight uh, on this game as we learn new information. But James, I'm not going to pick against the Bills. I, I obviously feel like the Bengals have a very good chance to win this game, but uh, I like the Bills at home, 31-28. Uh, to 28. I, I think them being a two-dimensional offense should help them in this game. Uh, I think being at home is going to be a major advantage. Um, and uh, 
again, I, I certainly obviously see the path for Joe Burrow, but uh, you know, the, the Bills team's hot, just like the Bengals. They're at home, two-dimensional offense. Both are good on defense. I'll lean into the Bills here. I uh, don't blame you. I get it. It's uh, Bengals fans are going to love this. This is a coin flip game. And it's it's one of those where it's the margins are just really tight. And especially now with the Bengals offensive line issues or potential offensive line issues. And yet. Good luck betting against Joe Burrow. Like, I'm not right. doing that. If You know, I've seen it too often. And, you know, he's four and one in the playoffs, which is the most playoff wins in Bengals history already. They've just found ways to make plays. And I think that and Bills fans are going to love this. They played the best defense that they're going to face in the AFC bracket last week. And they had to do it back-to-back weeks. And they somehow found a way, even though it was a really tough matchup. So I expect this offense to be better in the turnover part of this. So there's two things. I mentioned the skill guys. I have really high expectations for Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins this week. Also, the turnover part of it. I think the Bengals win the turnover battle. It might not be as crazy as it was against Miami where both teams are giving it back and forth. And the Bengals might have a turnover, but I, I, I think they get one more possession somehow than the Bills, and that's the difference. And and we'll go high here. Maybe not 48-44, <laughs> although I would, I would love to make that prediction and be serious about it. Let's go 34-31. Evan McPherson delivers. He's, he's had his ups and downs this year. Evan McPherson delivers a couple big field goals, and uh, especially one late that it proves to be the difference as uh, the Bengals escape Orchard Park with a win. There it is. Now, who do they play? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I I hope for, honestly, and th- this is where Bills and, and Bengals can relate. I want to play at home. I don't want to travel. I'm, I'm very much, we, my, my wife and I had a, a baby girl two weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> so I, I don't want to leave as much as possible. I want to try to stay homebound. And so, Let's go, Trevor Lawrence. Come on, sunshine. <laughs> you know, fifty-two that, touchdowns. How <laughs> you? I I thought about this yesterday. That Jaguars team's not not unlike that Bengals team from last year, right? Kind of similarities. Right, got similarities. hot. Young yep. number one overall pick quarterback that certainly like comes into his own. Uh, I I can see it, man. I think you got some some really talented football teams here in the final four, and look. I don't think this is going to be an, an annual situation. I'm pretty sure with Herbert and well, Herbert's not here, but Lawrence and, and Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Herbert will be knocking on the door as well. I think this is uh, this is the new AFC for sure. And I think the Chiefs are beatable. Like not just uh, Jackson no questions. Like if, no if, question. if either of the teams we cover see them next week, it's like okay, well they're good, but that defense isn't awesome. Can you just find a way to guard Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield? Right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. Why is it rocket science to all right. these NFL teams? Right. I mean, they've been vulnerable. A, yeah. Houston in overtime, Tennessee with Malik Willis took them to overtime. They lost the Bills and the Bengals, and I, I think the Bills and the Bengals were the better team those days. Like, this might be the AFC Championship, James. But uh, <laughs> we said that last year I'll, about Bills Chiefs, and then the Bengals ruined the whole party, right? So you never know. Yeah, man. a lot in in these two teams are. Uh, yeah, they, they want to ruin the Chiefs party because I think a lot of people are on the Chiefs still, nationally at least. So, What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, it's probably this fact that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
You heard us right, real chocolate. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt Bars at Bilt.com, but now it's even easier. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head over to Bilt.com or you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club today and you can thank me later. Just one week ago, much of the narrative was if Dak Prescott was now a quarterback who could rise to the occasion. One goat takedown later in Dallas is ready to travel across the country to take on the 49ers. Awaiting them will be Mr. Irrelevant, turned to Mr. Spectacular. That's Brock Purdy, who continues to defy the odds in leading San Francisco. The 49ers are three and a half point favorites at home and will look to Christian McCaffrey to help carry the load. These are also two top-notch defenses, which explains the over-under being set at 46 and which could potentially set up for a slow-paced duel where one key turnover could determine this game late. Marcus Mosher from Locked on Cowboys and Brian Peacock from Locked on 49ers have the Sunday night preview for us. Before I make my prediction, Marcus, I, I want to know what, what the health status is of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, because on the other side, I mean, Mark, Micah Parsons, who correct me if I'm wrong, has been lining up a lot on the right side. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If we'll try to move him around get matchups on Mike McGlinchey, but I mean, Micah Parsons versus Trent Williams, you don't get a better one-on-one -on -one matchup than that. So that's, that's worth the, the price of admission right there. But on the other side with the 49ers defensive line and Nick Bosa, which who they do move around quite a bit. And the 49ers really rotate a lot of guys in there on the defensive line. What's the health status? How good is that? Cowboys offensive line playing because as you mentioned earlier that might be the key to the game yeah so just to remind everybody last year when the Cowboys played the 49ers Nick Bosa got hurt was that the first quarter the first half had to leave with a concussion uh and the 49ers still got 31 pressures against the Cowboys so 31 the good news is the offensive line's playing better for the Cowboys this year but they do have injuries Jason Peters who started less last week at left tackle He's not going to play this week with a hip injury. That means Tyler Smith, the rookie, is going to play left tackle. Their center, Tyler Biotis, dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he looked pretty limited uh, on Monday night. Tyron Smith, career left tackle, playing right tackle, still getting used to that, but their depth is completely gone. They've lost four tackles behind those guys. So they're starting five, relatively healthy, but behind them, nothing so if they happen to lose a guy in this game it's going to be pretty detrimental could, could tyler smith i mean uh can smith the kid uh the rookie can he potentially slide back outside because i saw when they moved him inside there was an injury to someone in the interior and then they had to do this whole shuffle thing where they put peters in uh in on you know at left tackle and then put the kid in uh smith at left guard yep. could he potentially find him way his way back to the outside yeah, I, I expect him to start at left tackle in this game and then sliding Connor McGovern back into left guard. And that might be a better combination for them because they tend to run the ball a little bit better when they have those two guys in the left side. But uh, still, it's a rookie left tackle from Tulsa against this 49ers pass rush. I, I know you're feeling good about how he's played this year. We'll see how good you're feeling about him, like two drives into this game. We'll, we'll find out pretty quickly. Yeah, we might find out very quickly there what kind of game it's going to be. And I know last week that there's times where Nick Bosa had a tackle and a tight end and running back, and there was just like a, a whole dance party around him of guys trying to block him. But what that does is open up plays for, you know, Charles Amenahu and Samson Abukam and 
you know, Eric Armstead and the rest of the 49ers defense. So that's a huge one. And I really like that matchup for the 49ers and off the air, Marcus, we were talking a little bit about how the margin for error for the 49ers has grown so much when you're scoring 30 points a game and you have what was the best regular season defense in the NFL, even if the defense gives up a big play, which they have done a time or two, and maybe even Brock Purdy makes a mistake. They've had, they've got a wide margin for error here. And I think this could be a pretty good game, but it's really hard for me to say that the 49ers won't win this game with the way that they're playing, the consistency they're playing with home team, home field advantage, uh, you know, a couple extra days, of rest as well from their Saturday matchup when the, when the Cowboys played on Monday. So I got to take the 49ers in this one. I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. And, and actually I misspoke earlier. It, the, the line started at three and a half this week, looking at bet online just a second ago, it's climbed up to four points. Now that still doesn't scare me off. I think the 49ers can win this one by, by more than four points. So um, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. Look, both of these teams are super talented. Like these are two of the better rosters in the league right now. Um, but the, I think the only reason that the Cowboys have a chance to win is they just have the more established quarterback in deck, right? He's He's been in the playoffs before. He's played in big games. He's played against this 49ers defense before. And there is, I mean, as great as Brock Purdy has played, you have to imagine as we get further in the playoffs, there's going to be a little bit of nerves that set in, right? So I do think the Cowboys will keep it close, but I'm picking the 49ers to win as well. I Frankly, I just think this is the best team in the NFL. And I think once they win this game, they'll have a huge signature win. And I think that's going to propel them to the Super Bowl. I- I'm picking the 49ers to win a close one. Let's go 27-23. Croc, do you have any messages for your brother who is no doubt listening to this show as a Cowboys fan <laughs> uh, with uh, about this game that's about to happen Sunday? We've talked a lot about it. Uh, our group chat is going crazy. I'm pretty sure it's going crazy right now as my daughter, my daughter's playing on my phone. But uh, for me, it just comes down to what I know and don't know. And for the Dallas Cowboys team, who I think is very talented, and I thought they were extremely talented last year, you head into that wild card round, number one scoring offense, number one yardage offense, and then, dang, it kind of hit a wall against the 49ers a little bit. And I thought Jimmy Garoppolo kind of kept them, kept the Cowboys in that game. Yeah. Well, in this game, again, I, I just know a little bit more of who the 49ers are, what style of play that they're going to play. Uh, Cowboys, we talked about a little bit earlier, just a little bit too inconsistent. So I have the 49ers winning, but, I mean, shoot, if you told me the Cowboys won this game, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, they are extremely talented. And for all the th- reasons that Masha talked about, you know, with the quarterback that is, you know, just more established in the NFL, kind of has been in some of these uh, bigger moments. Uh, I, I think there is something to that, as well as the coach, right? Their coaches played in these moments as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Cowboys aren't going to roll over by any means. I, I like a lot of what they have, but just a little bit too much 49ers and, and just that consistency. I mean, we, did we even mention Christian McCaffrey and some of the and the weapons and Debo Samuel and, and George Kittle, and we didn't even talk about those guys. And uh, Elijah Mitchell at running. It's, it's just kind of – it's a hard – it's a hard team to stop for an entire game. It, yeah. it just is. With Kyle Shanahan calling plays. It's nearly impossible because you have to play the 49ers straight up with all the weapons they have. And they've got an advantage somewhere when you do that. It, it just makes it so difficult to fend against this football team right now. And it's it's the improvement of the offense that I think has is, is really made this team uh, put, on a, put on a new level and into a new tier going into the playoffs this year. But of course, Levi Stadium will be rocking Sunday. I can't wait for this one. Can the Cowboys get to young Brock Purdy? Oh, man, I can't wait. And just like that, after this weekend, there will be only four teams remaining, all seeking to represent their team and city in the championship game. 
Can the Jaguars or Giants keep their playoff runs alive or will prohibitive favorites Kansas City and Philadelphia hold court? Each and every week, we'll continue to bring you all of the insight and analysis from across our Lockdown Network. Thanks so much for being here this week. I'm Jordan Black, and this has been NFL Key Predictions. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 